Top of the day, everyone. It's Hot Garbage True Crime Edition. I'm your host, Nisha B, and this is my beautiful best friend and co-host. Buddha Badass. And today we have a really good story for you. Um, it's one of my favorite cases, so I'm excited about the case we're going to do today. Oh, it's your, ca- it's your murder boyfriend. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Mother Duck and Dahmer. Yes, and you know what? I just want to congratulate the actor Peter Evans. He won the Golden Globe Award for Best Actor for a portrayal of him. As being a lover of that's been and being a former uh, theater actor myself, uh, I do I do appreciate somebody who does a good role. Yeah, don't support like the, the whole thing. thing. Yeah, but I will say that him getting that is a great achievement and coming out of his box. It's kind of like you know seeing um, Ray. Yeah, when, when um when Jamie Foxx did Ray and he did oh, yeah. such a great performance he that you did. forgot like it was Jamie for minutes. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. So. <clears throat> The fact that he transformed the character and and show and brought it to life, yeah, I give him his props for being a great actor. Yeah, he did. He worked really hard. And E.C. Nash was actually nominated, so I'm so mad she didn't win, but she was nominated and she did a good job too. Right, and E.C. Nash, I I do too. I like when she said those are jiggly bits, and I mean, I love the big lips and the the thick body and all that. She's like amazing. Her body is just amazing. Like she, like she should be one of like the advocates of what black women should be. Yeah, like be proud of of your features. Yeah, she's amazing. She's amazing. She's awesome. Well, um, before we get into the case today, remember when we was talking about the Aaron Caffey case? So I I researched some more about that, and I wanted to answer some of the questions that we had as far as the statutory rape laws. We were asking how come her dad didn't just kind of press charges. So, And I'm going to post this. Um, If anybody's interested, it's going to be a link in the show notes at the bottom because I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm only going to read the part that is... um, has something to do with the case that we did. Okay, so basically you're going to help somebody with statutory rape. Yeah, we'll, we'll I, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, Tennessee law refers to statutory rape as sex with a minor ages 13 to 17. The penalties depend on the ages of the parties and the age gap between them. If a person has sex with a minor younger than 13, however, Tennessee lawmakers consider the offense to be child rape or aggravated child rape. And so basically the age of consent is 18 years old. If the victim is between 15 to 17 years old and the defendant is four to five years older, the offense falls under the classification of mitigated statutory rape and it's a class E felony punishable by one to six years in prison. So what that means is it has to be an age gap of at least four years. So because she was 16 years old and he was 19 years old, then that wouldn't have counted as statutory rape under those laws. Mm. It has to be four to five years. And then after five years, I like, I think more than like 10 years, like the punishments get worse and worse after that okay so and i'll post this whole thing so it's a whole document on it and i guess i was thinking about it and i guess it made sense because growing up i used to think okay if you're once you turn 18 if you mess with somebody under 18 that's statutory rape but then i guess they have to do it like that because it wouldn't make sense like let's say you're like in high school and you're 17 and your significant other is 16 but then you turn 18 so are you now considered statutory rape you know i dumped a girl because of that Right, but see, but it depends on your laws because it has to be it has to be a four year age difference. You know what I mean? Well, in Tennessee, I don't know about everywhere else. Right. Like once but, I yeah. hit eighteen, I was like, I can't touch you, you girl. I'm yeah, sorry. that. But that's kind of crazy though, because you're still in high school. You was messing with the same person. Now all of a sudden, you're eighteen and you can't no more. That just is crazy and wild. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why in Tennessee it makes sense that it has to be a three year age difference. Right. So yeah, right. so that well, it was sense. more to it. Her mom like didn't like me and stuff, but that eighteen when she even she was like, "You eighteen? I could call the cops." Oh, and I was no. like, "Yeah, no, well." Well, mm-hmm. what's well, good to know, like, and when I link the show notes, she might not have been able to call the cops on you because depending on where the state was, if it, if it was a big age difference, I don't know how old was she when you were eighteen. She was sixteen. Yeah, so that might not even fell under that. So I don't know, but yeah, definitely it's a really interesting article. So I want everybody to like kind of read it and just know the laws and stuff like that. That way, no one can use that as a weapon against somebody either. Right? No, we got together. She was like sixteen. Yeah, age like fifteen and a half or something Uh, like that. Well, I'm sorry, her mom didn't like you. I don't know who wouldn't like you. That's just terrible. I, I get that. I get that sometimes. Either the people love me or they do not like me. Yeah, this guy. I don't know what it is. He's the way he talks, and he thinks he's slick. And... I notice that happens with you a lot. People do either love you, love you, or they hate you. That happened when we worked together too. <laughs> but it, it, I'm telling you, it's either they love me or they hate me. They think I'm like a Billy D. Williams trying to take their child. From <laughs> he's too smooth. <laughs> Well, the other question that I wanted to remember when I was telling you about the McDonald triad, so it's called the McDonald triad. So when your kid is growing up, the three you're not talking about a a 
Big Mac, a quarter pounder, no, and, a, and no. a fish fillet. Are you? No, not McDonald's, McDonald's. So it's MAC. Okay. It's the McDonald's triad, and these, this isn't necessarily like, but you want to look at your kids. So if they have wetting the bed, if they like to set things on fire, and if they like to abuse animals when they're little, those are signs you need to actually take them to therapy because they could grow up to be a serial killer. Because that's still interesting. The yeah. wet in the bed part. I still, I, I'm, it's still funny that you're still bringing up that wet in the yeah, bed. Yeah, that, but that's part of the McDonald triad. Those are the three. Um, it, typically, most of the serial killers that will cover, if they didn't have all three, they had like two out of the three. But that's a big thing as far as you know, the wet in the bed, killing, uh, hurting animals, and um, setting fires. So and, I mean, like, what if you're a person that likes to grill and barbecue, uh-huh. and you want to be a pit master one day? So you like to set fires. And you still do wet the bed because you're a little bit older, but you have bladder control issues. Oh, you know, and your and your and your father taught you to go hunting, so you'd be killing animals. Oh, so well, is that a serial well, killer, Nathan? I don't know. No, I don't think that's so. That's, 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 that fits all the criteria, yeah, that, like necessarily. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> you like... hunt, you 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 barbecue the stuff that yeah. you killed. Yeah, you go get a you go shoot a deer, you put them on the grill. You I love starting those about that. That's crazy. Because what if, you know, if that's the case, then you would be considered a character. I mean, you don't wet the bed, but you just, and on every podcast, you say you like to, you know, eat animals and kill them. And so like, are you like, a serial killer? Going hunting, and that's what I'm saying. Going <laughs> hunting and grilling is already two common things. Yeah. Those things almost go hand in hand. But you don't go so hunting, you just right? Ran, so if you just wet the bed after that, you're a serial killer. Yeah. Is what you're <laughs> I guess. I don't, I guess. If you're a hunter that pees on yourself. You should go to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never looked at it in that way. Oh my god! Because they have to start the fire, especially if they're out there by themselves. If they got an oven. If they're barbecuing, yeah, and they hunt the animal, which you know you need to go to jail for that anyway. And they're out there shooting. No, animals. every animal but, that you, every burger that you ever had, a piece of chicken you ever had, somebody. But I it. didn't shoot it. You didn't. I, I didn't. But do somebody that. did. So you telling me that every time you eat, somebody need to be arrested? <laughs> <laughs> That's farmers. That that those are called farmers. No. So we should kill the farmers. No. Because no. they love killing animals. That's I'll, all they do. I just think that there should be like, like maybe I maybe we should just all start eating fake meat so everything can just live. You know what I mean? No. Because, no. No. I'm like Bear Grylls. I would eat a spider. You know what I'm saying? If it gets down to it, I'm about to tear your ass up. (laughs) I need this protein. You got your flies on. (laughs) That's what I think it it says in the Bible. That's why you here. I need to nourish on you. (laughs) Fruitful, multiply, nourish upon the land. Give me them juicy, juicy goodness. What the heck is wrong with you? I just accept me for who I am. I think all humans is basically vampires. (laughs) We just eating and we, we we just ashamed of ourselves. It's like some twilight shit. There's some that ain't eating the animals and they got their eyes ain't red and some that is. We, we I'm the one that I'm happy with the fact that I'm out there get sucking some blood oh. and I got my power going. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a good transition because we know Jeffrey Dahmer what he likes to eat, so we're gonna get into the case. Oh God! Now that's a whole different subject. Now I said animals. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was to... weird that you're okay with it, people being eaten. No, I didn't. But you're say not okay with animals people. being eaten. But you eat I didn't animals. I say it was okay with people being eaten. That's so gross. Oh, and now it's it, only because and... it's gross. So if you flavored it right. Oh no! Put some extra seasoning on that. Put some hot sauce. Oh, that cheeks. is so... <laughs> mm-hmm. What is wrong you with you? You'd take a bite, wouldn't you? Oh, no. Nisha, don't you ever be around me when I season some food and cook some dinner. Because uh, if I get some uh, some spices or some hot sauce on me if I, and I catch your ass biting me... Uh, whatever. So we are going to be talking about Jeffrey Dahmer, the man of the hour, <laughs> what we're here for. <laughs> <laughs> so... Jeffrey Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer, he was born on May 21st, 1960 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. His parents' names was Joyce Annette and Lionel Dahmer. His mom was a teletype machine instructor and his dad was enrolled at the Marquette University. He was trying to obtain a degree in chemistry. Now, his mother didn't have a good reputation. You know, she was kind of one of those people that she always wanted to be the center of attention. She wanted everything to be about her. So there was some drama with the neighbors. She was kind of always creating drama with neighbors and stuff like that. So, she was a thought. No, they didn't say she was sleeping around, but it was like she just kind of oh, always wanted. Oh, she was wanted, a Karen. Yeah, she always wanted. Yeah, that would be a good. Yeah, in today's standards that she would be a Karen. She always wanted things to go her way. And, you know, it was just always about me, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. 
Now, when Dahmer was four years old, he did undergo a hernia surgery. It was a double hernia surgery. And it was said... What was he doing? Lifting legs? No, he was four years old. So, uh, you know, that's... It's it's kind of common. Like, it happens sometimes in little babies. And I don't know what causes a hernia in kids that little, though. Mm. But it said... But after this surgery... Jeffrey kind of went from being a happy, bubbly, quiet, you know, child to a quiet and reserved child, you know, because it was a it was a harsh surgery. So now his parents did fight a lot and there was always some kind of tension in the house. And his mother ended up isolating herself to the bedroom and she started kind of having, she was a hypochondriac. So she started saying she was ill. She started dealing with unknown illnesses and then she started abusing prescription drugs. So she started taking different pills, medications, basically to stay like high all the time. I think my children are hypochondriacs because they always claim they're sick and they, they take do? Robitussin like crazy. Oh gosh. You let them take Robitussin like crazy? That's and it, it'd be the adult formula too. No. They, they take it on their own. I'd be bucking in the room, they be sneaking and just <laughs> popping it back no. straight from the bottle. That can mess straight up their from liver. the bottle. Oh gosh, that's so terrible. They've been listening to Lil Wayne and just been hitting fucking codeine, fucking uh, all that. Well, my cousin, sorry about my cousin. Not the, hitting codeine. The, the little one too, right? All of them. They just sneak up in the middle of the night like zombies. Get up and have to have their tussins fixed. Oh no! I'm just playing around. I'm, but uh, in, in the real world. <laughs> <laughs> You had me so scared, you know, you uh, Yeah, scared. no, I say stuff. Look, I say you know, like. I see well, your children as my nieces and nephews. Mm. It's like I can't. I was like, no. Addicted, though. <laughs> Addicted. They, but they do act like they're sick pretty often. I don't like. Maybe it. it's because they just don't want to go to school. I think that's why most kids pretend like they're sick. <laughs> Man, like they well, yeah, I, I, yeah. I think kids also think it's kind of cool to have a band aid. Yeah, so it's going to come up with some reason. Yeah, that's probably it. Now. Dahmer's dad would spend a lot of time, you know, away from the house because he was still in school trying to get his chemistry, his degree. And so in elementary school, Dahmer was a very quiet child. You know, a teacher noticed that she said that, you know, she she noticed he was kind of being neglected, which he was neglected. His parents loved him. But, you know, because of all the problems that they was having, you know, and stuff like that, they kind of didn't pay attention to him. You know, they fed him, they clothed him, they did everything, but they just didn't spend a lot of time. You know, the dad was trying to get his degree. The mom was always in the room, you know, stuff like that. Now. The mom, Joyce, would control Lionel by making herself sick. And then when Lionel would do what she wanted, she would kind of be like, oh, like, I feel better. You know, so she would start kind of mind controlling him, you know, okay. to get what she wanted. I so, his name was Jeffrey. No, Lionel is Jeffrey's dad. We're talking about oh, the parents okay. now. So okay. Joyce would kind of manipulate him. She's a hypochondriac. She would tell him, like, you know, like, do what you want me to do. I, like, I'm sick. And then all of a sudden, you know, when she would get her way with him, oh, I feel better now. That's that sounds kind of... like my relationship with you. <laughs> that's how I do every one of these shows is you're sick until I come over here and then you feel better now. Yeah, that's true. And you say, I'm I'm doing like... a... you say are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. Mind control. You have tried to quit this show so many times and, and I won't let you. control me. You control me with the mind game. Yeah. Yes. Jeez, I'm learning some stuff and, today. Yes, and if you don't record with me next week, I'm going to throw up on your floor. Jesus Christ. You just you just have something wrong with you there. What, what, why would you do that to somebody? <laughs> Is this poacher guys? <laughs> so I'm held hostage now. <laughs> so Joyce attempted to OD on medications, and she's continued with her pill addiction. She ended up being in the hospital on several occasions. So after Dahmer was arrested and went to prison, this, you know, he did do several interviews and he admitted that during this time as a child, he lived in his own fantasy world to escape his household. And he also did state that he didn't think his childhood was terrible. So this was, you know, the thing. And I will definitely say that, you know, if you compare it to a lot of the serial killers we're going to cover, he did not have a bad childhood like that at all. Like this was just normal stuff. I don't know who we're going to cover, but I'm on this ride with you. Yeah. And from the ones that we have covered, that has been a norm. That has been the scary thing that I've seen that has been a common denominator. Yeah. Is a lot of them say they did not have a bad childhood. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about, you know, a guy who's thugging on the street and shoots you and shoots guys on a, on a drive by and he gets away with, like, man, I'm a product of my environment. All I know is violence and gang banging and plow, plow, plow. We feel some type of way. Yeah. Like, okay. But. It's hard for me to understand this guy who's, you know, methodically killing people. Yeah. And it's and it's been more than one time. It's been more than one scenario where we've had this. this is, I'm not going to just name every scenario. Yeah. But 
they be like, my parents were great. Yeah. Like, my childhood was awesome. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I didn't want for anything. Like, wow. That That's, that's kind of scary. Yeah. It is. That's scary. The other one I could understand. I could see him, and I'm as he out there selling drugs, like, shit, stay the fuck away from him. He's going right. to shoot somebody randomly. He's going to shoot somebody in the face. <laughs> he's going to do that, because he has it just in him. Yeah. But, I mean, you're talking about Sally that works at the bank. Yeah. Who looks like her life is going well, and then you walk in one day, and she shoots you in the face and eats your whole got fucking leg. Oh, that's what makes it so horrible. Freaking leg. Lisa, you got to stop letting me cuss. That's what I'm going to watch. <laughs> we got we to no, bleep we, these out. Go back no, and bleep everything good, out. Like, this is good. We have like an adult audience, so everybody knows that we're gonna cuss. We're gonna cuss like sailors. Uh, really? Because you never cuss, but I'm I, always the I guy. I cuss all the it. fucking time. Look, I just cussed right now. That was over the. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was a forced cuss right there. Anyway, thank you, thank you for, for, for coming in with here, with the, the, the Netherlands with me. So, at an early age, Jeff uh, Jeffrey Dahmer did develop an interest in animals. This happened at four years old, and he basically he saw his dad taking animal bones from underneath the house because something had died in another house, and so he became obsessed with like collecting insects, animal bones. And as he got older, he would take roadkill and he would like to like cut it up, you know. And so he got very interested in taxidermy. So, and he loved to see the inside of animals, you know. So, it was one time there was some roadkill, which was a dog, and he actually cut the dog's head off. He put it on a stick that was behind his house, and then he invited his friend over to come and, like, look at it. You know, that's the kind of thing that he would do. He would keep the skeletons of pigs, cats, dogs, anything that died in the road. He would like to do that. So, and... Well, that part, I wouldn't like. This is a parent. Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. Can you imagine if your kid came home with some, like, pig organs or skeletons or... That would be so gross. Where do you even put that? Right. But at the same time, <laughs> like, if your child says they want to be a doctor and they want to sit here and practice surgery, yeah. what, what do you do? I don't know. Like, what do you do? Let them dissect animals in the house and maybe have what a... What you go do is shoot, shoot squirrels with a BB gun. No. And then, you know, you help them out. That's, that's how life goes. Well, it sounds like right now he was doing the right thing. They were already dead when he did this. So they were already dead. <laughs> <laughs> But that's going to change. You like that's, someone you know, else to kill. That's what you... Your, your right. motto is someone else do the killing. You're going to be the mastermind behind massive deaths. I can see that now. But never, <laughs> never stab anyone. Now, the thing with him is he was obsessed with the organs of animals. He liked to look at the organs. He liked to feel the organs. And it was during one time, during a dinner time, that he asked his dad about bones because they was having chicken. So they was all sitting at the table and Dahmer looked at his chicken bones and he asked his dad, he said, well, what would happen if I put these bones in bleach? And his dad got so happy because he was like, you know, because remember his dad was a chemist and he was like, well, my son is taking, a, you know, an interest in the things that I like. So he told him exactly what would happen if he put the bones in bleach. He took his son outside. He demonstrated it. What would happen? Well, basically, it, he innocently demonstrated how, so the bleach basically, like, kind of dissolved it and preserved it at the same time. So he went outside, he did a whole demonstration on it. But it was innocent, you know, he didn't know he was, uh, like, training him to do that, you know. Training him to do what? To preserve, to preserve bones in bleach, you know what I mean? You could dissolve them in bleach, so. And preserve them. Yeah, uh-huh. It was a whole thing. It was, I it was, mean, who's 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 thinking that they're teaching someone to do that? Well, to you know, and well, yeah, he he didn't think that. Like, I mean, Bill Nye, the science guy, has taught me a whole lot of things about you know eggs and I can crack stuff, but yeah. I'm not thinking about breaking nobody's head open, right? And so that's why, like, his dad, like, going for it, his dad kind of was like, he felt kind of guilty because he felt like he showed him how to do that, but he didn't know that he was doing it for that, you know? Yeah. So. It was just one thing, and that was one thing that he thought he was just having some father-son time, you know? And so, the family ended up, you know, moving to Dale's, I can't even say it, Doylestown, Doylestown, Ohio, in 1966. And at that time, Joyce was pregnant with a second baby at that time. Now, the baby was born December 18th, 1966, and they let Dahmer name his new baby brother. So, he named the baby David. Now, Lionel ended up getting his degree, and he started working as an, an analytical chemist in Akron, Ohio, and then the family moved to Bath, Ohio in 1968. So, 
Dahmer began attending Revere High School and there he was kind of like an outcast because he was kind of like, you know, the weirdo kid. You know, we all have a weirdo kid that was around in the class. Yeah, it was you. No, no, I was actually popular. No, I don't see it. What? Well, the person who's sitting here is loving us seeing people getting died and murder mysteries and all that. He I seemed like he was a little weird, man. I didn't always love murder, like, mysteries. Like, I was a cheerleader and stuff like that. Honestly, I really just got into my true crime thing in the last few years. Mm-hmm. I don't believe so, it. Whatever. Uh, maybe you weren't popular. Maybe you were the nerdy kid. I was the I was the out-centric kid. Kind of like an Andre 3000. You just, there's people that come in the, end, uh, the every generation that's eccentric. Yeah. You know, and I, I was that person. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know if it was awesome. <laughs> it was me. Now, he didn't have many friends in high school. And in high school, he developed a drinking problem. So he would smuggle beer, booze to school. He would uh, wear this army fatigue jacket. And he would, like, put his booze in there in a container. He kept alcohol in his locker. He drank all day, all night. A fellow student asked him the reason that he was drinking scotch in the morning and he was in history class and he was like, why are you drinking? And Dahmer would be like, it's my medicine, you know? I don't know. And let me tell you something. This is what I was saying before. That's how good of a life you were listening. You breezed over that, but scotch? Yeah. Scotch? Scotch. That's what you're drinking? That's what he's drinking. He's As drinking a teenager? Scotch. You yeah, know scotch, what you, you, know, you, know how, you know how not a cheap scotch is? Yeah. Uh, he was also getting it out of his dad's liquor cabinet. <laughs> you, you getting yeah. that because his dad sounded like he doing well with his fuck with yeah. his life. His dad was you actually like doing he, damn good. Man, man, he this had a good ass. Yeah, it's just that, as I said, that those are the things I'm accentuating because of the fact that it was scary. It is, it is something that uh, it almost sounds like as a parent you don't know how to be preventative. Yeah, our children are gonna kill us all. Oh, man. So now in high school, Dahmer was described as polite. He was intelligent, but he had average grades because he didn't really apply himself. He played tennis. He joined band. And when he reached puberty, he realized he was gay. So he didn't come out to his parents, but in his early teens, he had a brief relationship with another boy. However, at that time, they didn't have any kind of sexual relations. It was, you know, just an innocent relationship. Now, at that time, he started having twisted fantasies about, you know, dominating another person and dissecting humans. So this kind of stuff started going through his head when he was a teenager. Now, when he was 16, he had a fantasy about a male jogger that always passed his house. There was a jogger that always passed his house the same route. Brown guy? No, this one actually was a white guy. So this one actually, yeah, was a white jogger. And he found him very attractive. So fair skin. I don't like this. Black and white. No one's white. Well, and you no just said black. brown guy. I said so I brown said... and he's fair skinned. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, basically, he had this fantasy about the jogger. So, he wanted to render him unconscious and he wanted to have sex with him while he was unconscious. That was one thing. So, what Dahmer did is, on one occasion, he concealed himself in some bushes with a baseball bat and he waited for the jogger to come by. Yes. I just have a question. Uh-huh. I mean, gosh, am I breaking this down too much? Yeah. But if you are, so is that one of the, why is that not one of the uh, trinities? I'm not, I'm not, I don't want it to be because I might end up being a murderer myself. Okay. But why is having sex with somebody unconscious not a sign of you being some type of. Well,. You know, I don't, Deviant. you know, I, I just, I didn't really study the McDonald triad all that much. I just know the three things of the McDonald triad. And I know that this was, you know, that was something that came from psychologists, but that was definitely, I mean, having sex with somebody unconscious, that's, you know, definitely a deviant, but this is more like, I think the McDonald triad is more like when they're like little kids, cause little kids aren't thinking about like necessarily having sex, you know, so that can't be part of the McDonald triad at that point, because we're talking right, about, because that yeah, is, that is so that's why that's, side. yeah. That's not something that a, a little kid probably would have. So I'm thinking that that's why that's not one of them. And versus, you know, because the McDonald trial starts when they're like toddlers. They start looking at them. Do you think that's weird if someone desires sex when somebody passed out? Yeah, I mean, I do think that that's weird, especially because Dahmer started having that, you know, feeling 
about because you'll see and this is a this is a running theme in Dahmer's life he that he likes control he wanted to create human zombies and we'll get into that too but he wanted to have full control he did not like for anybody to not have for him to not have control so he didn't want his partner to move he didn't want his partner to do anything you know he really? wanted to have I really thought he was yeah. a submissive partner yeah when I, I think back at it I think like you know especially because he was attracted to brown skinned people yeah I thought you know he was like I like to take it deep and then when they're not knowing that I come in as a girl in the night and slice your throat no, actually, he wanted he wanted to create human zombies, and he did try to do that too. So he was dominant to brown skinned men as well. Yeah, he was really yeah. And well, I w- yeah, he was dominant him honestly. From the back. Well, uh, he would drug them. You know what I mean? So yeah, he would, that's the only way he was dominant. So we'll get into it. Hmm. But he would it would be, he would always drug them. But we'll get into that. You're jumping but ahead of the story. Da- yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. Because this is going to be interesting. This is an interesting breakdown. Yeah, this dynamic. So, so he's concealed himself in the bushes with a baseball bat and he's waiting for this guy to pass by. And so basically the, the dogger never came by that day. So that's what saved his life. It was kind of weird as maybe, I don't know why, but that day he never came by. And it was crazy because he had been coming by every day. But that one time when Dahmer was about to get his ass, he didn't come. So that saved his life right then. Now, Dahmer had an interesting dynamic in school because he was also kind of considered the class clown. He would like to pull pranks on people, and these pranks would be nicknamed doing a Dahmer. So he would like make. They must be famous pranks. Yeah, he would he would make sheep noises. He would fake seizures. Like he was really good at that. And faking that he has a seizure. Yeah, he would fake that he had a seizure, and you know, and people just got a kick out of this. They thought that it was funny, and and they nicknamed it doing a Dahmer. Oh, they thought he was doing too much, and they called it doing a Dahmer. Yeah, doing a Dahmer, but so he was um, he was actually class clown as well. So in 1977, Dahmer's grades started declining and his parents did hire him a tutor. His parents started seeing a marriage counselor because they want, they did want to save their marriage, but at that time it was really bad. And at that point they decided to get a divorce because the counseling didn't work. Now, yeah, it was, it was a lot, you know, they was going through a lot of stuff and especially with, you know, Joyce was addicted to prescription pills and they just didn't get along. You know, at first when they got a divorce, they got along, it was amicable, but eventually it just turned so ugly that his dad moved out. So his dad moved out the house and left the mom and Dahmer and his little brother. So it wasn't cute anymore. She said, it yeah. Much. yeah. So it was discovered um, after the divorce that Joyce had cheated on Lionel at one point in the marriage. There it is. That was one thing. But they there tried to work through that, and they just couldn't. Now, in 1978, Dahmer was getting ready to graduate high school, but a teacher caught him drinking in the parking lot. And he was drinking beer in the parking lot. And then when the teacher was going to report him, because that would have caused him to not be able to walk the stage, Dahmer gave him a sob story about what was going on at home. Like my parents got divorced and my dad moved out. So he was allowed to go ahead and graduate. The teacher did not report him. So now Joyce and his younger brother moved from the house and in with some relatives. Now at this point, Dahmer's 18 years old. And this was after his graduation. So the mom then took his younger brother and moved out the house. So that they left Dahmer in the house by himself. Now during this time, this is when he committed his first murder. So, yeah, so we're getting into it. We're about to get into the meat and potatoes of this thing. So, three weeks after... I love how you shimmy your shoulders. Yeah. Like, you just hunched all in. <laughs> this, this is the part you've been waiting for. We're ready, yeah. So, we, but I, I, you, yeah, okay. I, I'm along for the ride. Girl, okay, we're down together. I'm your friend for life. We're ready. <laughs> okay. Three weeks after his graduation, he picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Mark Hicks, who was also 18 years old. And this is one thing I would say, hitchhiking is the most horrible thing, but in the 70s and 80s, everybody did it. But this was how a lot of people got murdered. So basically, Stephen Mark Hitz had been hitchhiking to get to a concert where he was going to meet up with some friends. Dahmer lured him back to his house and he was like, well, I should take you to the concert, but, you know, do you want to come over to my house and have some beer instead? Now, you know, he was like, do you want to have some beer? He said, I'll take you to the concert after, but we have some time. So let's, you know, let's drink and stuff like that. So the hitchhiker took him up on it. Now, Dahmer was very attracted to him because he had been standing on the side of the road, bare chested, you know, he had his six pack all out. He was glistening. So Dahmer was super attracted to this hitchhiker, which was one of the reasons why he picked him up. Uh, you pick him up. <laughs> I don't pick up hitchhikers. I mean, if they got tattoos on their face, look like they just got a jail, got a six pack, oh, you do my. it. <laughs> you know what? 
Now, at some point, while they were in the house, you know, drinking beers and stuff like that at Dahmer's house, Stephen ta started talking about females. Now, they had been there for a, a few hours just drinking and chilling out, listening to music and talking. And when Stephen started talking about females, this upset Dahmer because then he knew he wouldn't have a chance with him. So... At that point, Steven started looking at the time and he was like, hey, I still got to get to the concert. So are we going to be ready to leave? You know, and Dahmer didn't want him to leave. So at that point, while Steven was sitting down, Dahmer beat Steven with a 10 pound uh, dumbbell. He hit him twice in the head with a dumbbell. And when Steven was unconscious, and you know what, I want to stop here because I think it's so ironic that this was his first murder with a dumbbell. And spoiler alert, so he gets murdered in prison by a dumbbell. That's crazy. So That's like, irony right there. I was that like, is the universe. And, and I, as many times as I stayed this case, I never put that together until right now. I was like, wait a minute, he got beat with a weight in jail and this was his first murder. He beat somebody with a weight. That's crazy. Well, simultaneously, it is. it sounds like it's somebody who was a good Samaritan and trusted him. Put uh, you know, put his guard down. Yeah, and, it was. You know, yeah, he got beat down with a weight. He did, and he, I hope that's the same way he got. I, I, you know me, I'm a, I am a avid, avid believer of getting killed. How you get, how you murdered. Yeah, yeah, you are, and yeah, that was crazy. I think that's the universe hugging. It just hugged us all, like insane. <laughs> mm, <and> <laughs> Now, when Stephen was unconscious, Dahmer strangled him to death with the bar of the dumbbell. So he was unconscious. He strangled him to death with the bar of the dumbbell. Then he stripped him naked. He rubbed all over his body and masturbated over the corpse. And then a few hours later, he dragged the body to the basement. He buried the remains in a shallow grave in his backyard. And basically what he did was uh, a few, several weeks later after that, he dug the body back up, the remains back up. He peeled the flesh from the bones like he was flaying a catfish. He then dissolved the flesh in acid before flushing the solution down the toilet. And then he crushed the bones with a sledgehammer and he scattered them in the woods behind his house. That's why you don't trust people that live in those Oh my God. Areas. I don't think I would go to anybody's house if they live by the woods. Because I'm oh, just like, man. Uh -huh. why, why do you like being out here by yourself? <laughs> what do you got going on, right? Man, Texas Chainsaw Massacre shit. That's what you got going on. Because he did a lot. His faces. Right. He did a lot to the body, though, huh? Mm, mm, mm. Oh, yeah. Now, six weeks after this I mean, murder. Six some time. He went to work and all this and came back multiple times. Yeah. Man, wow. Now, six weeks after this murder, his dad and his new fiance came home and they was they was shocked to find that Joyce and his other son had left. So he didn't even know that, you know, the mom and the son had left at this point because remember, they're divorced. So they was really shocked to find that Dahmer was just alone in the home as an 18 year old boy. So that August, you know, with his dad's persuasion, he enrolled into Ohio State University. He majored in business. And at that point. He abused alcohol and he received failing grades in every class except riflery. So once in a while, Lionel was surprised. You said riflery? Mm -hmm. I didn't even know like that was a class. Guns? Yeah. Which I didn't even know that was a class in college. You could take riflery in college. Mm -hmm. Well, that this was the 80s though. So Man. a lot of things probably changed. Because I'm like, what school was that? Yeah, Why was I it was Ohio that? State University. But I'm thinking that must have changed because this was like late 70s, early 80s. So yeah, all this was taking yeah. place. Yeah. They're telling There's you no to shoot to... guns? In college? Yeah, that was that kind of threw me too because I was like, ah, but it was the 80s. You know, things was more lax well, back in Well, in college, 80s. I can see, yes. College, yeah. yes, because you passed the age of consent. But we still don't offer that in any colleges that I know of now. I don't know. That's not a community college. No, that's it's not. not. It's a, a university. He yeah, that's that's definitely some yeah. higher level paying. You, you're not getting that even in, like, UC Davis is a good college, mm -hmm. and I don't think I've heard of that. Mm -mm. That's um. Man, and he he got a B minus in that class, so he was he got all F's and then a B minus in that class. I I honestly that's the red flag. I, I was never <laughs> I was never trying to red flag this guy on some of the shit on some of that and just being fun, but no, bro, you're you're failing every class, but you're shooting stuff and get a B minus. <laughs> well, at least he didn't get an shoot A and shooting stuff though. Yeah, so he I, knew. He knew <laughs> if he get an A, it's gonna be too suspicious. He's everything. <laughs> That's why your daddy is so damn smart where he had his job. You knew. Yeah, right. So that's why I'm like, whoa. <laughs> 
warning flag. <laughs> now, once in a while, Lionel will surprise Dahmer with a visit, and he would find his room just trashed with liquor bottles. And so, you know, that really concerned him. But now Dahmer dropped out of college after three months. And in January 1979, Dahmer enlisted in the army because his father was like, look, you dropped out of college. Like, you need to do something, you know. So at his father's persuasion, he went ahead and enlisted in the army. So he did basic training at Fort McClellan in Anniston, Alabama, before training as a medical specialist in Texas. He was occasionally reprimanded for intoxication while he was at Fort San Houston. So he was drinking. This guy liked to drink a lot, you know. At that, well, when you're in the military, no one knows on that on that one. Yeah, I, he. Um, I heard they drink a lot. I have never been in. I would too. I always wanted to be, but I, no, I didn't want to be. I'm just say you the truth. If I wanted to be, I'd be in there. But I always admired the people that was in there. Yeah. And I heard they drink a lot. Now, on one instance. There was some insubordination that he did, and it resulted in his entire platoon being punished. So Dahmer basically got his ass beat from all his fellow recruit, recruits for, you know, getting everybody in trouble. I saw that so, still metal jacket. That's supposed to happen. Yeah. Now, on July 13th, 1979, Dahmer was deployed to West Germany, where he was a combat medic. And he was, in a, sli- he was a slightly above average soldier, was what was reported. Now, because of his alcohol abuse, his his performance started deteriorating, and he was honorably discharged in March of 1981 from the Army. So, on March 24th, 1981, Dahmer was sent to Fort Jackson, South Carolina for a debriefing, and he was provided with a plane ticket to travel anywhere in the country since, since he was getting kicked out. They told him, you know, you could go anywhere. So... He Since felt, you're getting kicked out, you can go anywhere? Yeah, so basically because because I guess when you get discharged from the military, so you have to go through like a debriefing and then they gave him a plane ticket. They were like, well, because they're responsible for your transportation back. So they're like, where, where are you headed to? And they paid for his plane ticket to go anywhere. I mean, but you don't know where he's going? And no. He just, no. He's dishonorably discharged. No, he was honorably discharged. They did. Oh, yeah, they, he was they honorably. Yeah, he was honorably okay. discharged. And um, so they went ahead and gave him an honorable discharge, and then they paid for him to go anywhere. But he felt like he couldn't go back home to his dad. You know, he couldn't face his dad because he had already dropped out of college. Now he's kicked out of the Army. And so basically at that point, he he opted to go to Miami Beach, Florida. So he opted to go there instead. He want to become a Colombian drug lord. No. No, he actually found a job at a deli and he rented a room at a motel nearby. That sounds like a Colombian drug lord. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Now, he spent most of his check on alcohol from this deli. And because of that, he was kicked out of the room for non-payment. Now, at that point, he had to call his dad and return home because he was kicked out and everything. Now, after his return home, he lived with his dad and his stepmom, and he looked for work. They, you know, expected him to do chores and everything like that and be responsible, but he continued to heavily drink. And then two weeks after his return, he was arrested for drunk and disorderly conduct. Mm. So he was fined $60, and he was given a suspended 10-day jail sentence. That's a nice time. 10 days in yeah, jail. Ten, yeah, and he didn't I've even do it. It was time. a suspended 10-day jail sentence. So it was like basically... You take it when yeah. you feel like it? No, no. It was like, you know, like it was basically like he got to do it. Like out, he wasn't, he didn't actually go to jail. But from what I understand, it's like you got 10 days, it's suspended. But like let's say you do something within that 10 days, you're going to go to jail. That's what it was. They gave him a suspension. I've never heard that term. Yeah. Well, remember wow, the, that's yeah, cool the, Remember, shit. I think they still do it now, but it, this was in the 80s, so uh, it was more like some days ago. Yeah. Yeah, what? And a $60 fine, even though $60 in the 80s is different than now, it would have been way more, but yeah. I would for... wear those glasses. Yeah. To get a 10-day suspension. Because <laughs> he like, did look yeah, like Yeah, I a... promise I won't do nothing for 10 days. He looked like a nerd, put so. On... Man, I'd be like, man, put that on the calendar. <laughs> on day number 12 because I give it a day of rest yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> then I can rest. do whatever I want to now Lionel tried to wean Jeffrey off of alcohol but he was unsuccessful you know he tried to do everything to get him to stop drinking so what he did was he sent him to live with his grandmother in West West Alley's Wisconsin did the daddy send him to the grandma the grandma so yeah the that's daddy... his mom yeah. Said, I can't discipline you enough, yeah. so I'm going to send you to my mama. Yeah. 
And basically what it was is Donna was actually very close to his grandma. Like out of everybody in the family, he was most affectionate to her and everything. So they was like, he's going to respect her. They didn't believe in whoopings, did they? I, I don't think so. No. The, the, yeah, no. something's going on. Yeah. Do you well, think he's... Jeffrey should have gotten his ass beat for everything he was oh, doing? I mean, everything he was doing. Like, we've been, keep in mind, well, he's but already killed one he's... person. He's only killed one person. They don't know about that. They don't that. know about that. Yeah, so, so I'm what not, all would you I'm have not metaphorically his... beating his yeah. ass for that. So what would you have whooped his ass for? Getting kicked out of the army and drinking? How about drinking in middle school and high school? <laughs> yeah. How about that? Let's start there. Let's start there. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to go deep. <laughs> there's a lot of little bad signs where i'm like whoa <laughs> there was a lot of like little red flags huh? oh and about well i can't even say the animal because he's hell he didn't kill no animals he just yeah see he didn't meet your triad he yeah. didn't meet your triad <laughs> yeah he he's not peeing in the bed neither no, he's freaking he smart be- as hell yeah yeah he and because the thing is like he he got all the failing grades not because he wasn't smart but because he just didn't give a fuck so that's what it was yeah so Think about it. So basically, they hope that the grandmother's influence and the change in location would help Dahmer quit drinking and change his life around, you know? So when he first got to his grandmother's house, he went with her to church. He did chores. He followed her rules. He attempted to find work. And he, but he did continue to drink and smoke every single day. So that's what he did. But in early 1982, Dahmer became a phlebotomist at the Milwaukee Blood Plasma Center. And he was at that job for 10 months before he was laid off. So, what exactly does a phlebotomist do? Draws people's blood. So okay. yeah, anytime you go to the blood bank, yep, that's them. They're drawing blood and everything. Now, I don't know how, because th- I didn't see this part of the research, but in the Netflix series, they had him drinking people's blood. I don't know how that, cause that, that wasn't, come on. That, wasn't nah. in, <laughs> that wasn't in other research. That but, sounds yeah. extra. <laughs> that just was. in the character I'm listening to. Yeah. No. <clears throat> now... Um, let's see. Okay, so after he got laid off, he remained unemployed for over two years, during which he lived on whatever money his grandmother gave him. So on August 8th, 1982, Dahmer was arrested for indecent exposure at the Wisconsin State Fair. So he was observed exposing himself, and there was women and children walking around. So, Good times. yeah. <laughs> So for that, he was fined fifty dollars plus for a court cost. Fifty dollars. He was. <laughs> <laughs> this is why PB Herman went down. Yes, he he thought I could afford it. He, he thought he could afford it. He was like, "Bro, what? He, he only had to charge fifty dollars. I'm gonna pull it out and just yank it to death." He had his whole dick out and got charged fifty dollars. Uh, wow, bro! I got fifty dollars for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what when people ask, "Is it worth it?" Yeah, it's worth it. Huh? Yeah, for fifty dollars. Oh yeah, I got that. <laughs> I'll be whoever I want to be for this fifty bucks. Now, in January 1985, Dahmer was hired as a mixer at the Milwaukee Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, and there he worked at 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. for six nights, and he had Saturday nights off. So, yeah, yeah, so shortly after Dahmer found this job, he was sitting at the library because he liked to go to the library and read and everything, and he was approached by a man who basically hit on him. He gave him a note that said he wanted to perform oral sex on him. Now, Dahmer turned it down. Because yeah. I think he wasn't attracted oh, to him. Right, because he's, yes. He wasn't attracted to him at all. But because of this, Dahmer's fantasy started coming back of control, dominance, that he had developed as a teenager. So at that point, he started going to Milwaukee's gay bars. He started going to gay bathhouses. He started going to bookstores. He also... Why did you say bars? Bathhouses and bookstores. Yeah, like that's, that's where he started. That's going. how well, gay he, it gets. Uh, well, because he if liked you to see read. a guy at a, gay, a bookstore, <laughs> he's gay as crap. No, that's what you said. no, because he like what? No, no, I was saying these are the places he hung out at a lot because he loved to read. Like, like he liked to read, but you know, because basically he was saying that when he wasn't at work, he was either at the gay bars, the gay bathhouses, or the bookstores. That's where he was. Uh, uh, please, <laughs> let's all continue to read. Let's let's perpetuate intelligence. Yeah, but wow, I'm just 
just saying, you, you did that without even drawing a breath. I'm taking this in for the first time. Oh, this I'm sorry, I'm this saying. is a lot for you. So, <laughs> no, it's not a lot. Why? I'm just like, like bro, is that, is that what the gay spots are? No, that's Because like, it's like you listed it off. Like, you yeah. like, hey, the gay bar is <laughs> right. I see, yeah, I really listed it off. Like, I meant to say that, that those were his show spots, not like the bookstores is the source for gay people. Yeah, exactly. he, was like, he, was, he was like hunting gay guys. Mm-hmm. This is where he knew gay guys were, and you but, put bookstores in well, there. Like, yeah. like Tom like Tom Hanks ain't never been in a bookstore well, you know well, I'm thinking though that unless he because remember he got hit on in the library by a gay guy so maybe in his mind he was like well I can go to the bookstore and maybe pick up some guys maybe that's what he was thinking that's not in the research but I'm thinking maybe that was the correlation because you know he got hit on in the library so maybe that's why he was I was just learning I, I was just learning man <laughs> like wow the, the bookstore yeah, don't you go to the bookstore Buddha <laughs> I mean, I, man gotta get it from Audible Gotta get it from Kimball. Kindle. <laughs> and that is an ad advertisement, you guys. <laughs> yes, please sponsor us. <laughs> now, he also stole a male mannequin from the store, and he used that to have sex with and stuff like that. So he went to the clothing store. He stole this a male awesome. mannequin. This, yeah. Yeah, tell and, me about this. And, tell me about well, this. Well, basically, he used it for sexual stimulation. He had it for a, a while, but unfortunately, his grandmother. Did he put it in outfits? What did he do? With no, this? he kept it naked because he you know how like the male mannequins they had them all like six right. packed up and you could see that thingy thing, right. you know, or that that silly thing. They didn't have it. Thing, they had that that, 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 that thing, Superman but you know that's what piece. it is, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, but unfortunately, his grandmother discovered it and so threw it in the trash. Up, he didn't put it in the bed, like yeah, that's what he. That's positions. what he would do. He would do all kinds of sexual acts with it oh, in his man. bed, all kinds of stuff. You know what I mean? This is awesome. But his grandma threw it in the trash because she found it. Why so, he was doing it? That's how no, I not why he was doing it. Like she just found it in his closet. She was like, "Donner, why do you have this?" And she threw it in the trash. Why would you throw away a perfectly good mannequin? Because she didn't understand why he had it. It's a good mannequin. That's why you have it. <laughs> Who doesn't have a mannequin in I, their closet? I, don't, I have two myself. But, but you know what I was thinking of? Keep it. Keep in mind, his grandma was like really religious because they went to church and stuff. So maybe I think she had an inkling that he was gay. And you know what I mean? She found that. Oh, out of the just closet, you got scared about that's that. That's probably what it was. Because I'm like, bro, I got a Batman outfit and a fat Iron Man outfit. Just do to I, keep it together. Do you do stuff with him? Oh, man. What do you do? No, no I'm, I'm trying to buy my fat uh, Black Panther outfit oh, so I can gosh. have it fit for me to go together. But, bro, I'm about to be forever in that pussy. That's why I'd be like, Wakanda forever, Texas. <laughs> But I, I go into the roles, man. I like to have fun with myself. I'm just trying to say, let's have an adventure sometimes. And if I'm getting, let's, the end of the day, at end of every hero movie, fantasy, whatever. Yeah. What are you doing at that? Why did you save the world? Well, so yeah, you saved the world for a reason. Because but... Iron Man has a million bajillion dollars. Yeah. He's not saving it to get rich. Right. You know, he saved it because he has that good thing in him, and he has the spot. You know, the the inspire inspiration to be you know a good guy and do yeah. things above. And he goes back home and he does some wild Kama Sutra he, things. Yeah. And enjoys <laughs> his life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like, bro, he's like, I didn't sit here and mess up on nothing. I wouldn't have saved the world. Who's done that? You buy yourself a good six months of not even working and doing BS. You can just tell everybody that I saved the world, bro. Remember that? But you can name it. When you name the date, be like, bro, it was January 12th. Yeah. 9 p.m. You don't remember that? You're like, right. You get free drinks. <laughs> like, bro, you saved me, bro. You saved me. So he be living. That's why they do that. That's the real reason why superheroes do that. Oh, yeah. Because they're addicted to the free drinks like celebrities. <laughs> now, if you do it right, you get the drinks. Yeah, it's all about the drink. <laughs> now, by late 1985, Dahmer began to go to bathhouses regularly. But during his sexual encounters, he became really mad when his partners would move during the act. He wanted them to just... Stay still and don't do anything. Now, he stated during an interview later that he trained himself to view people as objects of pleasure instead of people. Now, for this reason, in June 1986, he started administering sleeping pills to his partners. He would give them liquor laced with sedatives. And he would then wait for his partner to fall asleep before before performing various sexual acts on them. This is intense. Yeah, it is. 
So to maintain the supply of sleeping pills he had, Dahmer went to the doctor and he told them that because he worked the night shift at the chocolate factory, that he required the tablets to adjust to his schedule. Is he really Wonka? No, remember he had got a job at the Milwaukee Chocolate Factory. Lisa, I know. Yeah, it, he said he's really Wonka. It was fun for me to have it, that moment. Yeah, <laughs> but that is funny though. Oh my God. Well, well it was. Oh, <laughs> Look, after 12 or more instances, uh, the bathhouse administration revoked Dahmer's membership, causing him to have to use hotel rooms in order to consider continue his sexual act. So he got banned because he kept drugging people and they would find the person just laid out. Like Dahmer would drug him, fuck him, and How leave. How many are you doing? He said, they said the 12. The, 12? That after 12, 12 people, he couldn't go to the bathhouses no more. He had to. He had well, to start Well, thank God you guys had a number. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> <laughs> it had that's to be good customer but, service. Because that's crazy. Because you go in there. Because after Dahmer done left, you see somebody laid out. After drugged. number five, you got suspicious. <laughs> after like they was like, no, this is the fourth time his ass came in here. Somebody passed out. His ass. <laughs> oh. Man, I think I don't know what I think yet, but it don't seem like it's right. Cause after, but uh, that was after twelve. He got a doctor got away with hella shit. He, bruh, like what? Bruh, even when he went to the doctor and was like the sleeping pills. This is almost like some Marlon Wayans Wayans brothers ass. Don't be a menace in the hood while drinking gin and juice. I gotta say the whole time I'm not going. To. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I I ain't get paid. But doing all that and sitting here and you guys are hunting down the black guy and this white dorky guy is raping you blind. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> How did he do that? Like, yeah. like, almost, this is why he became a hero in some people's minds. Like you, this is crazy. Oh, my God. But yeah. the whole thing is just like, dude, <laughs> you over here getting away with 12 people in the same spot. Like, oh. you need to go to a different place. <laughs> oh, it's gonna get you worse. You're like, this is working right. I come in here, I put you in a sauna, and I, I we go night-night. <laughs> and I, he gets it loose, and he do all type of stuff, boy. Then what and you gotta eat the boozy ice grocery. <laughs> He's been doing that since the 80s and 90s. This is old here. He's like, eating that booty. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I can tell you some things. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the one that probably created that shit girl that's what I'm trying to tell you this. they sit here and did the song to try and represent you gangster by doing a true killer who's eating the boot of that grocery <laughs> he was a killer and he ate your ass, ate your ass. literally oh okay well, that's who gets more gangster than that no. I, I, give him, I give him on some gangster points I don't usually give this out but he has a 10 out of 10 on some gangster Yeah, points. you see, I haven't said the stupidest part of the crime yet. Because this, this is wild. This he's, is, oh. he's like, bro, he's like, if the system won't let me do it, I'm going to eat it and I'm going to do what I want to. And they, you start getting suspicious at 12. Yeah. He's not caught at 12. That's yeah. the funny thing. And all they did was just tell him he couldn't go back like, to the bathhouse. That's what they was like, all. hey, you, sir, <laughs> you can't come here no more. <laughs> all right. I see what's going on. <laughs> I see it. And you stop. You stop it here. Now you go. Get out of here. Get out of here, sir. God damn it. Get out of here. Oh, my God. Riff raff. Clean my hands of that. And after that, all he did was start moving to hotel rooms. I mean, wherever the hell else he wanted to. Yeah. Dude, this doesn't need to stop. And then, oh, but this is going to blow your mind. So right after he got kicked out of the bathhouses, right? He was sitting there at his table looking at it, reading a newspaper, right? And so you know how like back in the day, the, the newspapers, they used to put like local people who had passed away and stuff like that. And so there was an 18-year-old boy that he saw in there and it was an upcoming funeral of him, right? Mm-hmm. So Dahmer thought that he was just hella fine. And he was like, he made a plot to steal the corpse. So he, he saw Justin Bieber. <laughs> What's his I didn't say that. He said it. I was just looking at it. And he, look, he went to the graveyard. Tell me why he went to the graveyard to try to dig up the corpse, but the soil was too oh, hard. So he, because he was going to take him home because he wanted to replace the mannequin with the dead body. He, what so, you needed to do was hire the coroner. <laughs> he obviously used to work for RuPaul. Let me tell you, he be having people on some drag races doing the thing. He put that, he whipped that little boy up, 
so good that he looked delicious. Yeah. You can whip anything up. <laughs> Get a fresh dead body. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't because he said that the soil was just too, you know, too hard. So he couldn't take him home. It so he was like, disappointed. It seems like almost the Lord himself comes down and stops his ass sometimes. Sometimes, because <laughs> huh? he really went to the graveyard with a shovel. He'd be determined. I was like, what? Ah. Oh, so then... On September 8th, 1986, Dahmer was arrested for masturbating in front of two 12-year-old boys at the river. So when he was arrested, he claimed that he was just urinating and he didn't know that little, there was little boys there. But then he changed it and he confessed. So the charge was changed because he confessed that he told the truth. The charge was changed to disorderly conduct. And on March 10th, 1987, Dahmer was just sentenced to one year of probation in order to go to counseling for what he did. Because they was like, you told the truth, you know. So, <laughs> this it's about to get. I'm getting back to Pee Wee Herman. Yeah. On a second time. This is why some people believed you could do this wild, wild stuff. This shit is wild. It's about to get wild. You're introducing me to a whole new world. I didn't yeah. know people could do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm in Red Dead Redemption right now. Yeah, it's about to get wild. And of so- course you could rob a bank and smack somebody in the face with a pistol and then run out of there on the same horse and yeah. be like, I, my, yell out, my name is Arthur. <laughs> because who the hell? Yeah. And so, and that's where we're going to stop for part one, because this is a part two part episode. You stop now? Yes. Girl, you have, you owe me 10 minutes. You know what? We haven't even Right got, now. Like, at least push up military staff. Look, we haven't even got to the meat and potatoes of this, because when I start back for when we do part two, we're going to go into his next murder. So I'm like, the reason that we're stopping here uh. is because we have a whole lot to do. I mean, Dahmer killed, I think he killed like over 10 people. And I, I'm going to go through each victim and I'm going to talk about the victim. And there's so many that you we said think, he was already at 12 now. No, what? no, don't, he didn't kill those dudes. So these dudes, the, the 12 was dudes that he was just, you know, raping, having sex with. And remember when they were going, they would find them. He was raping drug- 12 people. He raped 12 people. He would he would drug them. Oh. He would rape them. And the, the people from the bathhouse would go in and see. they would see him pass out. They wasn't dead. He He's only killed one person so far. And that was the hitchhiker. Right. Back, yeah. yeah. But okay. no, no. Next the, the next episode, oh, he's about to go in. He's about to start the murdering. Does these people know? Okay, girl, I have so many questions. But yes. I guess I have to wait till next time because, gosh. This yeah. Is we are, this is wild. Like, Dahmer, I haven't even done stupid as part of the crime yet because up until this point, there's nothing stupid. You think this Dahmer has something stupid? Is that what? Clutch thine pearls. <laughs> you think that Dahmer has something stupid? That, well, next episode. We'll go over it because I don't want to give too much away. But, I mean, up until this point, you know, he's, he's a done flawless with, killer. Yeah, but I think what it was is as all serial killers they start getting sloppy they start getting cocky yeah we're gonna go into it next episode and i'm here for it like i said either you are a serial killer but now what i just heard because you said a phrase that i've heard from marshall's of uh one of the greatest actors wesley snipes was in that stuff too even though he got the tax evasion and all that um and also you know tommy lee Uh but you said a phrase where you might end up being a CIA agent. <laughs> what, what what did I say? I what did I say? Eventually, they get sloppy. Oh, they do get sloppy. Eventually, like, oh, and you'll see because we're going to cover a lot of serial killers. They all start getting sloppy and cocky. Yeah, it, like just, you, you, like yeah. yeah. Are you for the CIA? You know, you know, legally, you're supposed to tell me. <laughs> I'm not a cop. <laughs> look me in my eye. Why'd you look away? I'm telling you, um, it's on recording. What's going on? Well, I want to tell you, mm-hmm. what do you think about Dahmer so far? Why'd you switch the subject? Are you a cop? No, I'm not a cop. Mm. Do I look like a cop? Oh, fine then. <laughs> you do have a lot of tattoos, but I guess cops are allowed to do that now. Yeah. I think cops, you know, I saw a cop with a sleeve the other day, and I was like, oh, the cop world is evolving. I mean, The Rock has a tattoo. Yeah. So, I mean, hey. And why not? Tattoos are cool. If he was a cop, like, I'd so love it. it. Yeah, hell Yeah. Like for real, Can you if imagine you, that? I oh my gosh, city I would have a, a fucking at. emergency every day if The Rock was a cop. I would fucking have an emergency every fucking day. I I would, but we do it for two different reasons. I'd keep trying to be his best friend. Like, <laughs> let's do this together. The same crime, man. I I feel like Goku, right? But yeah, it be it be. That's why he doesn't be a cop because he's his wife would divorce him like that very day when he got emancipated or proclamated or however you do for a cop. Mm-hmm. She knows. 
if you see the rock in a uniform, child, oh wow, God. wow, <laughs> wow. That's some stuff that I'd be like, bro, I'm not enough man for that. God, it's some stuff I can I can handle stuff in the world, but damn, the rock in the uniform, like, oh, get out of here. So awesome. I'm like, no, I tell my, I even tell my own girl to turn it off. Like, no, turn the TV <laughs> off. Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> Can't do it. We're not about to do this today. I'm not all that, damn it. I'm an average guy. You know? <laughs> right. Well, on that note, I was going to tell everybody, please make sure you check out part two next week um, anywhere that the podcasts are. And you can check us out on Instagram at Hot Garbage. Wait, I almost forgot. What is our Instagram? Hot Garbage at Instagram.com? No. Girl, you know I don't use oh, that. Oh, it's at Hot Garbage. That's what it was. I, I just blanked out. And then our uh, Gmail hot garbage news at gmail.com instagram hot garbage show and join the discussion group on facebook i, I have a discussion group and it's hot garbage true crime edition and people yeah, are just and in she there is awesome and yeah. she's trying to make me join this yes stuff. you so need to join the we're discussion gonna end up having group. both of us in this discussion group man. yes she's gonna wear me down and if you want to donate to us there is gonna be a link in the show notes as well uh did i miss anything um no, this time I think you I think you wrapped it up really nice there. Oh, wonderful! Oh, and leave us a review, please. Leave us a review oh, on. Geez. Yeah, should have took my cue then. Yeah, no, I was that. like, I leave us a review on anywhere the podcast or Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Please leave us a review and take care and watch your back out there. Peace. <laughs>